You're listening to Renegade Talk Radio. Welcome back to the Double B Studios in Las Vegas, Nevada. This is Betsy Bell, and we are here. We're present. We're going to get after it. How can this happen? Former President Donald Trump must pay nearly half a million dollars, mind you, with interest to the New York State before he can appeal his ruling. What's in it for the judge and the prosecutors? Who calculates the interest? That is so much money. Has anyone ever been given a fine of that magnitude? The judges and the prosecutors, aren't they getting a piece of that pie? It's called, isn't the judge kicking back? We aren't too smart if we think they're in it for free. I'm sorry, not buying it. Check out the Fanny Files. That's a reason that you need to rethink that. So is it Fanny or Fawny? Potato or Potato? Though Attorney General Letitia James, who ran for office promising to get Trump, she claimed that no one is above the law. Haven't you noticed that lately a lot of lefties say that? No one is above the law. She also said the government is too white. She is free to say whatever she wants. Why can't we say whatever we want? Because they're going to prosecute you. They won't touch her. Five actual different presidents in particular have famously warned against mass immigration in the United States despite their differences on a variety of other issues. Clinton, Coolidge, Roosevelt, Teddy, for those of you who don't know, there were two. Obama and Trump, the commission in the Clinton administration, recommended cutting legal immigration levels in half, admitting about half a million immigrants annually. Then, that was back in aught. 90. For new arrivals and driving up deportations of illegal aliens, but in carrying out an aggressive assimilation process. So in Ot 90, they wanted the illegals, I'm sorry, the migrants, oh yes, they wanted them to assimilate into the United States. Roosevelt wrote, The mighty tide of immigration to our shores has brought in it trains of much of good and much of evil. And whether the good or the evil shall predominate depends mainly on whether these newcomers do or do not throw themselves heartily into our national life and cease to be Europeans and become Americans like the rest of us. Is that kind of like when an illegal beats up a cop and then they set him free and he gives us the finger? Oh, no, that's not it. In his book, audacity of hope. 
The number of immigrants added to the labor force every year is of a magnitude not seen in this country in over a century, Obama noted. You note carefully, he did not speak of assimilation. He didn't believe in that. That's okay. He reads the Quran. Simulator. What is a simulator? A simulator is a machine with a similar similar set of controls designed to provide a realistic imitation of the operation of a vehicle, aircraft, or other complex system used for training purposes. Our government is the perfect simulator. They all simulate they care. Isn't that precious? If we are still on the subject of immigration since Teddy Roosevelt, how much have we learned? Maybe we have a little bit of a learning curve problem. Not. None of the men talked about the immigration law. They never thought they were above the law. They just didn't follow it. Is that where we are today? Hmm. Now they think they need to change the laws, but we don't know what the current laws are. Now, on a new note, as President Joe Biden, oh yes, oh Biden, I do call him that once in a while. <laughs> Sorry. Mistake. Uh, let's do Brandon. Pushes House Republicans to pass needed aid. He wants voters to understand that nearly two-thirds or nearly $40 billion of the money for Ukraine is actually going to the U.S. They're going to give it to factories across the country, including plants in Lima, Ohio, Scranton, Pennsylvania, and also Mesquite, Texas. So how does that work? Oh, Zelensky kicks back? Hmm, very novel, clever. Republicans, why didn't you think of that? The money is the problem. There is too much of it, and we don't know who's really getting it. But I know a few people that aren't, and it sure as heck ain't me, my favorite listeners. Okay, Nikki Haley, she's bracing for home state embarrassment in South Carolina. This is in the Republican presidential primary on Saturday. The story comes out of Kiowa Island, South Carolina. My wonderful sister is a resident there. Conventional wisdom suggests she'll be forced to drop out. But that may not apply in 2024. It also said that even as Donald Trump's MAGA movement, MAGA movement, isn't that funny, is furious that she's refusing to drop out. After all, she's the last major candidate standing in his path to the nomination. I know, you got that. What is it that these bots in the media think they know about you? Several 
things come to mind when I read this. MAGA doesn't know she's still in because they're stupid. No, because they don't give up, because they don't care. Renegade and all you other listeners that think you're being duped by all this stuff. They think they know how to talk to you and that you will follow them off the cliff. Here is how I know why. In any world situation, can you see Nikki Haley beating Biden? Do you think the Democrats will cross over and vote for her? No. They'll pay to prop her up. They always do. They prop up a lot of Republicans. We just don't believe it. She can't beat Biden. That's why the mainstream press is all for her. They want to divide you against your candidate. She couldn't even beat DeSantis. But she's telling you she isn't getting out. Why? Follow the money. It's money. It's there to divide you. Even if it wasn't Trump, they do this every cycle. What makes me crazy is that there are people out there that will follow because change sucks and people don't like change. They're afraid. You can't be serious. You think the mainstream media would be nice about a candidate that can actually beat Joe Biden? You know what I'm saying is true. Democrats are in the camp for Joe. No matter what the media tells you, they play the game so cunningly. We should learn a lesson from them. They want you to think that, oh yeah, we're really concerned. Some of us are worried about old Joe. No way, no how. They could care less whether he can walk, talk, or throw darts. He is the man, and nothing is going to change that. Hey, man, you have to dissect what you read and filter what you hear. Get out your magnifying glass and go over all of this with your fine-tooth comb. You can see the needle in this haystack. It's sticking out like a sore thumb, and it's hurting my head. Follow me on Facebook, Truth Social, and Twitter. Please comment. I would love to share them. What you think matters, especially to me. A big red heart from Mad Dog Red to all of you. I will be right back. Stay put. Oh my God. You're listening to Renegade Talk Radio. Hello, this is the Double B at. The Double B Studios, Betsy Bell here, and how can this happen? We are here today to explore some fascinating ideas, but first of all, we have to understand one thing. If we don't do something about our country, who will? The power that is consuming the U.S. and the world is an evil threat to end the world, or to have what they call one world order. Now, why would one world order be a good solution to what ails the world? I described it in a prior podcast. It's all about 
one size fits all. I hate that. In the vast experiment of man, there has never been a nation that has lasted more than 200 years. We are at the limit of our existence. Based on whose standards? Well, history does repeat itself. There is a very knowledgeable school that can reflect that for you if you disagree. What could interfere in this process? Think about this. My listeners, change. The biggest fear in man is change, not fear itself. Look around you. Is everyone clinging to their ideals, ideas, and don't touch my stuff? No, not only Christians. We're clinging to our guns and our Bibles. What can I tell you about that? Now you know why we're clinging to our guns and Bibles. Duh! If you understand man, then you know he doesn't fit into one size fits all. He never has. But every government, every ruling class has tried to make him fit into one size fits all. Thus, what happens? The end of a nation. So, my question is, who says we have to? We can be whatever size we want. That is why the great experiment of America worked. What was good for one was okay for all, but did not have to be. You had rights. The power and control has now relieved you of all those rights. How do I know this? Because we don't have any protections. We have no protections against stealing our stuff. We don't have protections against criminals. We can't protect ourselves because we will be prosecuted. When the law becomes a whipping tool to keep the elite in power and the slaves muted, we have nothing left. It's our fault. You know it is. I know it is because I'm guilty. If you can't tell your neighbor that you're pro-Trump, you are the problem. If you can't tell your neighbor that you think women should use birth control instead of abortion to control their health, health is in big quotes. Oh, golly. The pseudonyms for certain words. You are a problem if you can't say this. If you can't tell your neighbor that Jesus saved you by dying on the cross for you, you are the problem. These are all the things that I felt and dealt with for a long time. I thought if I said them, I would get backlash. So I said them and I got backlash. Why are we so afraid of what people think or what they call us? We better be afraid of what Jesus will think, because when we come before him, 
in the final judgment, we better think about that instead. That should send shivers down your spine. So, you see my point. The left, and not all of them, know that we are scared to death to speak up. That is how they keep us quiet. They count on it. If there is something we can do about it, no one will ever know because we're afraid. They know that too. They have dressed you down. You are naked in the world's view. But I want you to know your view and I want to know what it is. It can't change overnight. We didn't get here overnight. I'm asking a very small favor of each of you. I know you have a liberal in your life. We all do. Just ask them a simple question about their life. Are you happy with your lifestyle? Innocuous and nothing more? What is it that you like about your way of life? What would you change about it if you could? If tomorrow you lost everything, would you still be happy? It seems stupid because it is. I can tell you, and I'm assuring you, the answer you're going to get is they want to change Republicans. I'm telling you, that's what they'll tell you. But the reason that we don't talk to one another is because we feel threatened. When did our neighbors become the enemy? When can we come to an agreement? We don't think alike. Thank God. That is how we became the best part of the world, because we assumed parts of each other. Praise the best in one and do it in the other. We will all be successful at something. Love the differences. We need them so much. Give the pass to someone whose struggles warrant it. Don't give a pass to everyone. One size fits all. Don't go there. We all need to help one another. It's so easy and yet so hard. So what do we do? We go back and forth. Look what he did. Look what he said. I say, let's look past what anyone said or did. Why is your face on the front of your body? Because you are never supposed to look back. Why is yesterday gone and tomorrow will never come? Because we can only deal in the present. Take the training wheels off. We know what to do. Do we have the heart? Ask God for one if you can't find yours. Be well, be present, but more importantly, be yourself. The world needs you. Okay, I know I'm way over my skis, but after a break, I have a word for you about self-esteem. It's in very short supply. You won't want to miss it. I promise. Oh my God. You're listening to Renegade Talk Radio. We're back. I'm glad you stayed because this is going to be really interesting. Betsy Bell here at the Double B Studios in Las Vegas, Nevada. Here to tell you how can this happen. There is a bit of a solution in this part of the show. America has a self-esteem issue. 
We do not take pride in who we are. We don't act like a people to be emulated. We used to be the envy of the world. Now we're sinking to meet the world at their level. How can this happen? Because we aren't who we once were. And we have allowed elements of the world to invade our country and tell us that we're no better than they are. We were never better, but as a people, we stood tall. We had self-esteem. We had a sense of doing what was good for each other. We were the generous nation that gave other countries money not to look down on them, but to lend a hand. We can be that country again, but the rebuild is extremely painful. We need discipline and accountability. Let's get to a story here. I'm talking about the medical world in our world today. It's screwed up, just like the rest of the world. We had to usher in Obamacare. One size fits all. Because our medical system was broken. It wasn't broken. They just told you it was. And you believed them. As usual, we relented and stopped resisting. Now the doctors have to work twice as hard as me. Just like everyone else. Except our owners. We are the new slaves, and the government owns us, lock, stock, and barrel. We just have to wait until they find a new virus to kill us off. That's next. Maybe they'll nuke us. We don't have to go here. Yeah, I'm making it funny. It is funny. But wait, I know a way that we can recover from this. Because this show is all about us. So let's get to the problem. And then I'm going to offer you a valid proposition to solve it. So what about us? Two things to fix. My GP doctor has a sign on his counter. We will not serve you if you use bad language, get violent, or act out in our office. It's right there in writing. Oh, my God. My church buddy was told by her neurologist that she needed to quit her job. Why? She's the manager of a radiology clinic. I asked her, why is your job so stressful? She said, you would not believe how many times I have to call the police. Because people get so combative, it takes the police to settle the matter. If you go for an x-ray, you better take your gun. We have no pride and no decorum. We used to be polite. Not only that, but we had concern for others. That was part of our heart. Now we are living in a free-for-all. Fights break out everywhere, not just in Las Vegas. On planes, in stores, on the streets, beating up cops. It's a way of life. 
How can this happen? We have completely abandoned deportment, responsibility, accountability, personal hygiene, and our appearance. Why does that matter? Because a lot of it has to do with what changed. We changed. We stopped caring. We stopped caring how we look, caring how we smell, caring how we think. We dropped out, self-medicated, and gave a middle finger to everyone. But the only one we hurt was ourselves. If you can't control yourself, and there are more out-of-control citizens than in control, you have nothing but chaos. We have third-world chaos in the land of the free and the home of the brave. Let's pick up the pieces from where this began. It began when people stopped caring about how they looked. Jeans and flip-flops for every occasion. Not even a little bling to offset the look. Dressing down for everything. I went to a wedding in 1994 and the invitation said, and I quote, men must wear suit and ties and women must wear dresses. In 1994? Yeah. It was a private country club, true, but maybe we should have known how to dress. But no, we didn't. We were losing it. We had to be told. How does it feel when you don't bathe for three days? We can tell you what it feels like to us. We all have a stench. It comes in all scents. That's the kind of smells sense. Here they are. Gross, repelling, musty, nasty, and downright disgusting. How many people in your world does this apply to? Pride in your appearance and yourself is noticeable. It does make a difference in how you act. Stop. Stop looking at the other guy. Look in your own house. Point a finger at yourself and you will see a different you. Start with you. If you know someone that does this, tell them. Take a damn shower, man. Even Brandon does. Sometimes I think he skips it because his hair looks really gnarly some days. Oh, well, Brandon, he's just a kind old guy. He just lost his memory. He forgot to take a shower. If you know that you can fix the little things in your own house, that's where we all begin. Work on yourself. Besides, who's more important than you? Stop the beers. Stop the complaints. Stop with the bad attitude. Be kind to yourself first. And then to the ones you love. It makes a big difference when you just do one little thing. When you throw a stone into the pond, it makes a big ripple. You won't believe it. When you look around you, you will see the change. 
You're a leader. You need to lead. I know you, amazing, talented listeners. You didn't need that lecture. I hope you didn't take it that way. I know there are people in your circle that are influenced by you. Change can start small, and that is what we can control. Change in our lives. Stay safe. God bless. Watch your six. And I'll be back soon.